welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today, I'm joined by guest host Wes Leek from Business Blessings. Welcome to History Makers, Wes. G'day, Matt. Thank you. And on the phone, we're talking to David Lawson, who is a financial counsellor from Lifeline. Welcome to History Makers, David. Yeah, hi, guys. Good to be here. Now, David, you're also on a couple of boards uh, with financial counselling. Tell us a bit about that. I'm the executive of the Queensland Financial Counsellors Association and um, I'm also the Queensland rep for the uh, Australian Financial Counsellors Association. Now, mate, um, uh, money is a big topic in Australia at the moment. A lot of people talking about interest rates and petrol prices and uh, financial struggles. Uh, what's your main advice you give to those who are struggling with their finances at the moment? Well, I guess, Matt, it's the B word. Um, the, the B word, the word that no one likes to... Um, talk about and that's budget i guess um people hear the word budget and they think oh that's when all those politicians all once a year they they come out and and um say well this is how good we are and but really budget is uh, is the bottom line it's it's really um a money plan it's like a map i mean if i was to give you and wes um a hundred dollars each and say well before i give it to you um, tell me how you're going to use it, how you're going to spend it. And you'd say, well, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Well, that's actually a budget. Um, so um, we try and encourage people to do a budget. Um, most people know how much money they're getting in, but, but most of us struggle to work out how much is going out. Now, I'm curious too, David, um, you've been doing a bit of financial counselling for Lifeline for a while. Have you seen uh, an increase in calls uh, this year? Yeah, we have, and uh, they're from a demographic that we haven't really seen before much in the past, and that's people who have got mortgages, um, people who, some are in trouble with the bank, the bank's saying, well, you know, we're going to have to sell you up if you don't keep up with your payments, but a lot of the people we're seeing are actually thinking, mm, if interest rates go up much more, I'm going to be really in trouble. So we've got people coming in who are saying, look, I'm not in trouble yet, but I really want to know how I could um, find a few extra dollars just because, you know, fuel's going up and um, cost of food's going up and uh, electricity's going up. And um, so therefore, you know, uh, can you help me to identify some areas where I might be able to save a few dollars in case interest rates keep going up? David, what are those areas that you're helping them with? Obviously, a family has many expenses. How are you helping them to cut them down? An easy thing for people to do, for those who use, uh, who are very reliant on credit cards, the most, and it sounds probably very, very simple, but it, it's effective, um, and that's to, to say to people, well, the first thing I'd like you to do is uh, don't use your credit card to put fuel in the car, to buy groceries, or to buy takeaway. People look at you and say, oh, oh, really? Um, but if they do those three simple things, the groceries, the fuel and takeaway, by paying cash for that, um, people um, within a week or two weeks suddenly have a fair, have a lot clearer idea of how much money they're spending on those things. Because fuel and groceries, apart from the loan repayments, are a pretty big chunk of of people's budgets. So that's one simple thing that we get people to look at. And tell me, when you're uh, doing this uh, counselling, is it face-to-face or over the phone? Uh, we do both, face-to-face and um, over the phone. It just depends. Uh, some people might have uh, might be at crisis and um, sometimes a waiting list, you might have to wait two or three weeks to get a face-to-face appointment. So if we talk to someone over the phone, we can usually talk to most people within um, within a week. 
Now, I know um, Lifeline, you know, originated from the Uniting Church. Are you allowed to bring God into the picture in, in your counselling? Certainly, um, where I've had uh, clients who are Christians, um, I certainly ask them if I can pray with them, and they appreciate that, and they certainly appreciate the fact there's a Christian counsellor working with them. Um, we certainly, everybody that works at Lifeline has to, um, as part of their, uh, what they agreed is that they accept that Jesus um, was a good bloke and uh, and cared for people, and that's what we base our caring on. So yeah, we um, wherever I can, I uh, try and share um, something about Christ with people. David, how has God helped you in your finances? Um, I guess He's helped me in terms of um, I did I didn't have money for a long time. I guess. Um, by by always by living by faith, being a, a farmer, you have to. It's it's a long time in between drinks, so to speak. You know, you don't get a paycheck at the end of every week or every fortnight. So therefore, you have to learn to manage your money. And I guess um, having faith in God, um, it makes it uh, when you have to wait. Uh, a couple of months between paychecks you develop a bit of a faith and um, reliance on God now that I've gone to uh, I, I have a, a fortnightly pay packet you're still relying on God but because the money is regularly coming in it's not it's not the same sort of faith as when you have to wait three or four months for a paycheck and tell me um, obviously you know you, you're a believer in God and you, and you read the Bible is there some principles from the Bible that you would say are, are like core to your counselling uh, that you give out to people? Well, I guess uh, if, when people ask me, why do you do what you do? Uh, for me, it's a practical demonstration of God's love for me. Um, by me helping other people, especially people who are in crisis, that um, helps me to help them, but it's also God working through me to help them. So basically that's how I see it. One of the things I'm conscious of at the moment is that uh, creditors are knocking on people's doors because money is so tight. What kind of advice do you give people when they need to start negotiating with the creditors? Honesty is the best policy. Um, straight down the line, you need to tell them, and when, you need to tell them up. Look, um, I'm having problems at the moment, um, and you need to talk to your creditors before you get into serious trouble. Um, creditors have actually changed their... Um, the culture of creditors have changed in the last 12 months because money is so tight, there's a lot more people in trouble. We're seeing that creditors are actually uh, knocking on people's door or, um, or ringing them up saying, hey, listen, you've missed a payment. Um, before, they'd wait until you've missed a couple of payments, but the creditors are certainly um, more... Um, eager or more anxious to to see why you're not making your payments or why you're slow. Um, but certainly, honest is the best thing, and be upfront with them. Say, look, you know, I'm having a. Um, this is why I'm, I'm struggling at the moment. Uh, can you cut me a bit of slack? The second thing is, if you say, I will pay you next week. I'll pay you half next week and the other half the following week. You need to deliver. You need to carry out your promise because creditors uh, take a dim view on people who promise but never deliver. Uh, and that, that'll always go work against you if you promise and don't, um, and don't deliver on it. 
So we just say communication, communication, communication. Just keep talking to them. Keep doing, uh, being realistic with them yeah. about what you can do. Yeah, but don't overpromise. Don't say yes. I will give you a hundred dollars next week when you know that you haven't got that hundred dollars. Mm. There's no point. You're better off saying, "Look, I haven't got that money, uh, but I can get to. I can get to." get it to you in a fortnight's time never promise what you can't deliver because it'll it'll catch up with you i guess that's where we come back to that b word again doesn't it that we need to have that budget in place so that we know and understand what payments are what money that we can uh, we do have to spend and to repay our debts that's right and i mean i've uh, see a, a number of people who get are on centrelink benefits and quite honestly people that are on a centrelink benefit are actually better at spending their money than those of us who earn a lot more money because they only have a little bit of money to start with, so they know where to buy food cheaply, they know where to buy clothes cheaply because they have to. They're the ones that are looking, that buy day-old bread and that sort of thing. David, uh, I've heard you before very uh, good about very practical things. Uh, tell me about telephone. That's one of the expenses that, that we don't think a lot about, but it's an area that we can cut back on quite considerably. Yeah, an easy way with the telephone, I guess, is not to use it. But, you know, if you've got um, family members who are sick and they live in a state or something like that, it's pretty hard. What uh, I've done for some people is um, worked out what their mobile plan is. Now, let's say it's $40 a month, and they've been consistently going over 20 or $30 a month over. What I do is uh, say, well, okay, what do you do, normally do, text or, or, or make phone calls? So sit down and say, well, okay, so on a $40 plan, ring up the, the, uh, the carrier, the uh, telecommunications carrier, and say, well, okay, what's a phone call cost? And for some people, I've actually split it down to the point where they say, well, you can only make six five-minute phone calls a day. That's all you can do. Or you can only send eight texts a day whatever the plan is and that's a good way with the with a mobile phone on, on a, a phone that's on a contract is apportion it down break it down well how many phone calls a day can i make and and if you've got a home phone i mean um, i know for, for for my situation it's actually cheaper to call a mobile with my home phone than it is with the mobile some mobiles are the way around i mean i know clients who um the whole family go and buy four or five phones from the one carrier and because if they do that they can talk to each other at a certain time of day for nothing or for very low cost there's more little tricks like that you just have to do some you just have to do homework so and really that's what it comes down to doesn't it let's do some research let's know where it is we're spending our money and look at alternatives and ask ourselves a question do we really need to spend that money okay if yes then how do we cut down our cost in that area that's right. I would say that um, whatever you do, whether it's a mobile phone or a credit card or buying a car, whatever it is, never sign the contract on the day that on the same day as the, when you've worked out. Well, okay, I'm going to buy that phone. That's the that's the best phone, the cheapest phone, or the phone that I like. Never buy it the same day. Go back home and sleep sleep on it and then come back and sign the contract and if the salesman tells you oh no 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 this is it's only good for this day and the, and the more you back off the more they try to push you into the sale then that's the alarm bells that's excellent advice david david i'm conscious 
that uh, with the pressure with uh, creditors at the moment and, and income and all that, that, that there may be times when some people actually have to go into bankruptcy. Do you want to share a bit about that? Yeah, we certainly don't um, push people to bankruptcy. We try and um, get people to keep out of it because there's consequences. Everything you do in this life, um, there's consequences. With bankruptcy there, sometimes it's the only option for people, but there's a price to pay. I mean, it'll be on your credit file for the next seven years, um, the fact that you've gone bankrupt. When you go to borrow a loan, when you get out of bankruptcy, you're going to pay more interest. Um, You're better off going to the creditor and say, look, Look, Wes, I owe you $1,000. I've got $600 here. How about I give that to you? And, and, and we call it square. Especially at the moment, a lot of creditors are more amenable to that at the moment because, and you just say to them, well, okay, you either take the $700 or I'm going bankrupt. You know, you're going to get zero, you know. Um, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, it, what it says to creditors, oh, this person's been up front with me. Uh, and they've got a plan. Like I said before, it's communication. So really that's what it boils down to is is don't be worried about the situation that you're in, but take hold of it, seek some help if you need help, but go and talk to them and see what kind of plan that they can put in place. Yeah. It's far better than do that than to leave yeah. things to the last minute and you've got no option but to go bankrupt. That's right. Can I say that despite what... The creditor who's knocking on your door or the uh, the person on the other end of the phone in Queensland, they cannot come into your house and take the baby's pram. They cannot take the, the kitchen table. They cannot take the bed that you sleep on, despite what they tell you. They cannot do that. The only time they can do that is if you have a secured loan to the baby's pram. Uh, in the 800 clients that I've seen in four years, I've never seen a baby's pram as part of the um, security for a loan. Now, sometimes there's kitchen goods, you know, there's a table and that sort of thing, but unless you've got a secured loan with those things listed as security, despite what they tell you, and I say this very loud and clear, they will tell you stuff over the phone and people and clients say, well, why'd they tell me that? I said, well, it's worked, hasn't it? And they said, what do you mean it's worked? Well, you've come to see me therefore it's worked. They will lie to you to try and pressure you to make um, repayments on stuff that you shouldn't, that, that you can't afford, just to pay their, their debt off. Um, so unless the loan is cured with those items, they cannot take your kitchen table up from underneath you. Well, David, hopefully I uh, won't have to call you again. But if I do, what's the contact details for Lifeline? If you want to um, see a financial counsellor at Lifeline, the best bet is to ring your local Lifeline office and they'll put you on to the nearest financial counsellor. All right, mate. Thank you so much for joining us on History Makers. Not a problem. Thanks, David. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us this week on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. History Makers.